At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now buy any three cooler beverages and get 500 bonus Speedy Rewards points. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Voice of the People USA presents America Rising's radio show. All right, so here we are, another week. We're in the process of scheduling more shows, just so people know, and we are going to get out there, and uh, we're going to have an America Rising show, as well as a Voice of the People USA presents America Rising show. So find a way to kind of make the system work for us to get out there as much as possible. Had a little bit of issues this week with um, various things from computers to light crap. So after my computer going down and then finally finally figuring out how to get it all going again, um, <laughs> we were able to get back online today. So I didn't have a chance really to hit up the Facebook friends of ours and really get a, get our show out there this week. So I do apologize for that. But nevertheless, here we are. Here we go. All right. So what's on everybody's mind this week? What do we want to talk about this week? The hell don't we want to talk about this week? You know, it makes me wonder when I see when I see the people you know walking around like what can we do? What can we be a part of? What can we what can we say? We can't do anything. We have no power. We have power. We don't have power. Um, you know, anything you do is going to be pushed under the rug and be like everything has been done before, etc., 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 etc. And you know what? It gets really, really, really old really quick. And I'll have to say to those people, shut the hell up. You know, wake up and realize, pull your head out, and start getting involved. Start stepping up, taking the time to get out, and make things happen. When things don't go your way, screw it. We find a way to make things work for us, because that's what we do. That's what we're about. All right? So the federal government is screwing us over. Sit there and cry about it or go out there and try to enact some form of change. Which option is best for you? You want to be the people that sit there and want to say that we're just going to take it and wait for things to get better and hope things get better and sit there and say we need we need a, a drastic change we need things to to turn around we need an improvement wake up and cause the improvement be the reason for it that's what you can do that's what we can all do you know and i'm tired of this this disinclusion of issues as well i spoke about this last week i'm gonna get into this again uh you know people deeming it unnecessary to talk about all the things facing the United States of America. You know, I don't want to sound like somebody, like a broken record has been done a million times, because I've, I've been guilty of that before and talk about something over and over again, beat it till it's, you know, damn near dead. But what we have to do, realistically, is wake up and say that everything that is wrong in this nation can and will be fixed in time. It's up to us when that time will be. It's up to us to control the flow of things in the future. It's up to us to remember what has gone wrong in this nation, and it's up to us to simply fix it any way we can. Now, I get all excited when I see all the lovely political hacks on TV, 
most notably Republicans, getting on there and talking about the the great surge and the great sweep that's going to happen in 2010, how they're going to take back a new contract with America, all this other stuff. You know what? I've, I've come to the point where I'm not jaded. I'm just brutally realistic. Seriously? Shut the hell up to you, too. Every single one of them. And the de facto leaders that, you know, the, the now the, the cheerleader for the GOP, the, the person that's leading the pack, so to speak, is whoever's on TV this week. You know, are, are we that stupid? Are we that naive? Are we really just supposed to be force-fed this and, and we have to believe it because Fox News tells us so or MSNBC tells us so? Or I mean, come on. Really? We're able to go out there and pick and choose who we want to put our faith behind, who we want to support. And that's the very least that we could do. So this week in the, in the Senate, I believe, they defeated the DREAM Act, okay? The DREAM Act was stuck into the defense appropriation bill, and that was nothing more than an amnesty for illegal alien invaders, okay? Yay. So we defeated amnesty again. I noticed all the celebrations and the, and the joy is we did it, we did it, we did it. We were only a part of the catalyst. We didn't defeat anything. Do you really think it's politically opportunistic for them, the liberals that are in charge and the liberal Republicans, the rhinos that are in the House and in the Senate, to pass something like that before an election? No, people. They're going to do it when they know they have no more job. When they get voted out, they're sitting there in their lame duck session. That is when it's going to happen. That is when it's going to go down. Do people know about this? They want to get so caught up in, in thinking that we defeated something again for the fourth time. Yeah, celebrate privately, but stay vigilant. Stay aware. Stay informed, because it's going to happen again. It's going to come up for vote again. And this time, this time, we're going to have to fight like hell. So save the victory parties, because we're not there yet. It's a small victory, but the fight isn't over. Just like in 2010, if Republicans take back the House, Free. Does that mean everything magically gets solved? Does that mean that we're, we're magically in a better place than we were before? Does everything change, a transformation begin because one party is in charge of one house? No. What we forget now, you're speaking, or speaking at you is actually, I'm Dan Sprigwell, by the way, the president and founder of Voice of the People and America Rising. And uh, I guess I should have said that at the beginning. Huh? But anyway, you're speaking to somebody or whatever, that is a lifelong Republican that has been a part of the Republican Party since I was 12 years old out there holding signs and handing out leaflets and all that stuff because I've always cared. I always want to be involved. And I, and I seem to subscribe to the conservative values and conservative principles more than I do the, the liberal values, the, the democratic principles. That's my personal choice. But realistically, can I sit there and say that Republicans are better than Democrats? No. They're all cut from the same cloth. What we need are citizen representatives. I don't want to see people that are up there with their uh, silver spoon lies and lawyers and doctors and this and that, having a little privileged upbringing and going to the best schools, and then, you know, it was their destiny to run for elected office. To hell with you. You know, come on. 
Tell me how you relate to me. Tell me how you relate to anybody that I know. Do you know what it is to, to go out there and have to suffer and struggle? I don't have a family. Thank God for that. I want to be able to provide for my family if I did. But to go out there and, and people do have families and children working three, four jobs if you can find them, you know, and, and thinking that everything's okay because TV tells you so. And how do you relate to me? Because you have more commercials and you say the things that you think I want to hear because your political strategist teams and your, your think tanks tell you, talk about this, don't talk about that. Get into this, don't get into that. This week, talk about this, but next week, forget about that and move on to this issue because the polling says so. Screw your polling. Screw your preconceived notions that we are an ignorant and a stupid grouping of people, that the electorate is that dumb and that naive to be unable to decide for ourselves, to relate to people on our own, okay? I think we're a little bit brighter than that, don't you? Are you tired of being insulted every single time you see a political commercial? Are you tired of being insulted every time you see a political ad running? Do you think they're trying to speak to you? No. They're trying to speak to your fingers, your fingers that will cast a vote in their name. That's what they want. They don't, they don't appeal to our hearts. They don't appeal to our daily lives. They don't know the struggle. I want to see somebody go out there and run for Congress and say, I become a congressman. I'm going to take half the salary and give half of that salary back to my district in various programs. I'm going to take it, and I, I don't come from a privileged upbringing. I'm a regular, everyday person that ran for an everyday, regular person's office. Until I see that, I'm not going to buy what you're selling, okay? Being a lifelong Republican, and here's a little history into, into me, in case you missed it last week or whatever, um, I've always been, you know, aware and interested in what's going on in my country, You'd call it selfish or naive, I don't know, it's something that I've always had a, a liking towards. And when I made the decision at the age of 24 to go out there and form a grassroots group, you know, a, a non-profit organization to go out there and hold rallies against what's going on nowadays, and, and most notably, of course, starting out with the illegal alien invasion, I noticed something. You have, you have conservatives saying that we need to secure our borders. We need to Keep our country safe, yet nothing's done. So when you have a conservative going out there holding these rallies, you get support? No. You got a black mark on you. You're scary. We just stay away from you. Run away. We don't want to be involved with you. It's not marketable for us. It's not going to bring us the type of attention that we want. God forbid... God forbid a career politician go out there and stand with a couple thousand people and talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. You know what? I have, and I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. I am somebody that had an idea and had a thought and had a care and went out there and started holding events. That's it. When our events are over, I take great, great pride in getting to talk to everybody because I want to hear everything they have to say. I want to hear what people just like me are concerned about what's on their mind, what they feel isn't being addressed, what they feel is being ignored. Does that make me wrong? Does that seriously make me somehow different than the populace? No. It's called regular everyday people standing up for everyday regular people. What a hard concept to grasp, huh? So we immediately get blackballed and thrown into that fringe element because, you know, we're scary individuals. We're, 
we're intimidating. We're, you know, we, we provoke controversy. Yeah, imagine the controversy, huh? Being naive enough, being foolish enough, being stupid enough to actually want a sense of national security in the United States of America. God forbid we say we want our borders secure. What the hell is wrong with us, huh? So, whatever. So, in the process, I've met a lot of different politicians and, you know, elected representatives. And, you know, you got to show respect to people in elected office is what I was always told. And respect my superiors and respect people in positions of authority. But you know what? I woke up one day and I realized, why should I respect them if they don't respect me? If they don't respect my neighbor, they don't respect my friends, my family. Why should I show them respect? So when I talk to a congressman on the phone, if I have to call one up or they call me for whatever BS reason it may be, why do I have to address them as congressmen? My title? Are they somehow better than me? Or do they not still work for me? So I keep forgetting because the definition of their job characteristics keeps changing every single day. I address them by their first name. That's all they are to me. They're a name. But they are somebody that's in office getting quite rich off our tax dollars, and that tends to bother me a little. Okay. So, back to what I was saying before. You'll always notice I jump around, but it's what I do. So we hold our rallies, and we, you know, we oppose amnesty, and we oppose the, you know, the lacking of a border fence and things like that, but you realize one day that there's more in this country going wrong than just an invasion on our borders. There's more that's wrong in this country than what we read about as a hot topic in the newspaper. And you know how you find out what's wrong? You know how you get to the core of that? You simply talk to people. Find out what they're concerned about. Find out what's on their minds. Look at, look at the levels and amounts of crap out there and all the things people are upset about. But they go ignored. They go ignored. And you're casted aside because you, dare I say, are a fringe element because you made the mistake of getting involved in the grassroots world, of getting involved on a ground level and dealing with people one-on-one and holding big rallies and this and that and whatever. Why? Why are we any different? Why are we any different than any person in D.C.? Why are we any different than anyone anywhere? We are all one. Are we not? Are we not all citizens of the United States of America? You swear to God that the social breakdown, the classes, and everything else, and class warfare, and all the good stuff, you, you feel like you're not a part of something. You feel like you're being cast to the side. You feel it. People look down on you. Screw, screw what has happened to me, all right? I don't want to sit here and whine to you all the time, because I'm not going to do that. I really am not. But just take into consideration all the people that come to our rallies. They're looked at differently because they have the audacity to attend an event like that. They have the audacity to stand with their neighbors and their friends and their family and, and complete strangers and go out there and stand together as one because the things they're talking about are what's important in this country. It's important to us. 
And if we the people have concerns, if we the people are upset about something, then I think it's about damn time we start addressing all the issues. I think it's about damn time we start addressing everything that is bleeding our country dry. Don't you? But yet we get marketed groups. You know, people sit back and think, what can we say to sell this product to the people and really act like we're on their side, but in reality, all we want is what's in their wallet. We've seen that quite often. We've seen that time and time again. I've seen this week, the Tea Party Patriots received a $1 million donation. Do we know who it came from? Did they ever say? I don't know. Then again, ultimately, I'm sorry to say this, I don't care. It makes you wonder, why are some more marketable than others? Why are some more worthy of revenue and profit and, you know, some type of expense account as compared to others? Where were they before it became cool to take to the streets? And then I, I will commend Tea Party Patriots, though, for one thing that I learned, and I'm going to talk about this briefly, is Freedom Works. Freedom Works, Freedom Works. I like to talk about Freedom Works because I think that's a very important, that's kind of like the, the head of the snake, the cancer in the quote-unquote grassroots world, if you will. Mr. Dick Army, the man that is there for you, the man that wants a free, safe, and secure America and wants to stop the government from bleeding us dry and really cares about what's out there. So tell me why we're out there throwing support behind a man like Dick Army who, if he really cares about our safety and security, even fiscal security or whatever it is, responsibility or whatever crap you want to, whatever term they use this week, the think tank says, let's, let's say this. Um, and tell me why he's pro-amnesty for illegals. Tell me why he, you know what, I'm not even going to get into the laundry list. I don't want to. Case in point, you have somebody there that tries to co-opt and take over a movement of the people. It happens time and time again. You have these de facto leaders of a grassroots movement. Again, happens constantly. It's like a cycle, a vicious, vicious cycle. You have a politician that goes and speaks at a rally, then lo and behold, they're now the voice of that movement. Why? Why? What makes them so unique and so different? Because they took the time to come out and speak to you? Here's a newsflash, ladies and gentlemen. 90% of the speakers, the big-name speakers, if you will, that want to come out to these rallies and be there for the people, what they don't tell you that goes on behind the scenes is they charge you thousands of dollars just for the right and the privilege of having them speak at our event, on top of which you have to pay for their hotel rooms and their airfare and rental cars and this and that because... They are better than you. They are obviously celebrity status, and we should bow down before them. As far as I'm concerned, nobody, and I mean nobody, is worth that. They can't understand hardworking Americans coming together to stand up for something and want to have people that share their same wants and needs and you know, share their concerns, want to come out and really be a part of something with the people and want to actually come out and speak to their constituents or be a part of the populace or whatever you want to call it, why the hell should we have to pay them? Why? Who pays us? 
Who pays us to go out and hold events? Fast forward a little bit. What we're doing, we're launching the America Rising campaign in San Antonio, Texas on October 10th, 2010. All right? We're holding this event at the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas. And I've held a lot of rallies before, but this one is truly unique. This one is truly, truly special. It seems as though when a liberal sanctuary city knows you're coming to town and you don't subscribe to their beliefs, what they like to do is charge you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just to come stand on their ground. On the ground. Yes, people, we pay for tar now. We pay for grass. We pay for the right to stand in front of something in America because that's what it's come down to. At first, the permit that we had to secure for this event was a couple hundred dollars. Then it shot up to $1,000. Then it shot up to whatever. And I think now we're at $2,000 for the permit and $2,000 for police officers, for civil servants to go out and protect the public. Um, we're up to another $1,000 for barricades. All these great things that we have to pay for just to have a rally, just to exercise our First Amendment rights, just to exercise our right to freedom of speech and the right to peacefully assemble. Tell me why. Tell me why. Give me one good reason why we have to pay for the very things that I and many others have fought and many other brave ones have given their lives for. The Bill of Rights does not have a price tag attached to it. And the day these people wake up and get over that fact and get, get that concept of their thick skulls, then maybe we'll be a little bit better off. People, I sound like I'm ranting and I'm going off because I'm angry. I am angry. And I think everybody else is angry too. We all have different reasons. We all have different issues that concern us and different things that bother us and get to us every single day. But you know what? We're willing to take those ones. We're willing to, to bear the burden of dealing with bastards that want to bleed you and rape you of any money that you may have just to hold an event. We're fine with that. We'll do that. We find a way. We don't have big bankrolls and big budgets. We don't have mysterious million-dollar donors. No. We don't have that. All we have is the trust that the millions of people that have subscribed to our mailing list and the thousands upon thousands of people that have come out to our events, we have their trust. And that means more to me and more to anybody that I'm involved with than anything else. We earn that. We earn that the hardest way possible when everybody stands up against you. But it's how you shine through in the face of adversity. So, if you're angry like me, if there's a multitude of things that you want spoken out about loud and proud and not just another mundane rally about fiscal responsibility, not just another rally about health care, not just another rally about whatever secular issue it may be this week, if you want to talk about everything, if you want to hear real solutions, if you want to see people that really care about everything, and I mean everything, 
is affecting this nation, then I ask you to please join us. Now, it's been said to me that people can't afford to travel across the country and attend all these rallies. I'm very well aware of that. Hell, I don't know how I'm going to afford to travel across the country and do this rally. I don't know how any of the people involved in this are going to afford to do it. But you know what? At the end of the day, find a way. And at the end of the day, something that you'll notice about us, for those who don't know and for those who do know, obviously, you've got this already. If we say we're going to do something, come hell or high water, we're going to do it. We don't cancel because the projected attendance may be too low. We don't cancel because it may not be in our best interest. If I give my word that we're going to go somewhere and hold an event, you damn sure better believe that we're going to be there. Now, I don't care. I don't care if there's 100 people, if there's one person. If there's 10,000 people, great. But all it takes is one. All it takes is somebody to be a catalyst, to go out there and say, you know what, you deserve to have everything spoken about loud and proud. Not in D.C., not in D.C., somewhere else. For those who can't afford to come to all the rallies, that's my goal, my goal. And collectively, our goal, and everybody involved with America Rising, our goal is to go to every single state in the next two years. Now, if I was somebody under the persuasion of others or whatever or had, you know, backing and this and that, then we would go and, you know, say that we're going to go to all these states this year or next year or whatever. We'll get all 50 states. But real life, everyday people don't have that ability. They don't have that opportunity. But you better believe we're going to get there. We want to bring something to you that's something more, something more powerful than your run-of-the-mill one-issue event. And even from the past events that we've held with dealing with immigration enforcement and the border situation, north and south, and, you know, Americans losing jobs to illegal aliens, things like that, there's more out there than that. I learned it. Everybody else knows it. I learned the hard way. But, the issues that we spoke about before are still worthy of being addressed now. They're still worthy of being addressed because they are still part of the problem. So if you want to talk about health care, you want to talk about the Tenth Amendment, states' rights, empowering the people of their state to do what's best for their state, for their people. You want to talk about the Fourteenth Amendment. You want to talk about the Second Amendment rights being infringed upon. You want to talk about the IRS, the fair tax, whatever it may be, education, defense, whatever it is, whatever it is, we're going to have a place for you. We're going to want you to be a part of what we're doing because you are the reason why we do what we do. You are the reason why we exist. This was my idea a long time ago, years ago to go out there and hold events. And you know what? It was, it was easy to lose faith. It was easy to want to give up. But what inspires me is the fact that people show up. People send emails and say, please, can you come here and hold a rally because of this? Can you come here and hold an event and talk about this because we need somebody 
to come out and make it happen. We need somebody to come out and get things rolling. However you want to label it, whatever you want to call it, you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. We are not professional event organizers. No, not at all. And something that the team of people that I'm working with at the Alamo have learned quickly, I am far from a <laughs> professional or organized person. I'm not. I never claim to be. I never claim to be something more than I am. All I am is me. But what I do, always done the hardest way possible, but what I do, I organize events. And I think I could be better at it. I know I could be worse at it. Right now, I think we're kind of in the middle. But you know what? All of that, really and honestly, means absolutely nothing. What means something to me and what this is about is every single one of you out there, every single one, taking the time out of your lives to come out and join us, to come out and stand with us. We want to be an alternative to show that there is something great that we all have in common. And if I sound like a broken record with this, so be it. The greatest thing that we all have in common, we are all citizens of the absolute greatest country in the world, and we love our country. So for that very reason, for that very reason, we go out, we gather, we hold events, because we don't want our country broken anymore. We want to feel included in something greater, in something that's dedicated solely and only towards all of us, towards we the people. Because you wouldn't have it any other way. Others have gone out there under the guise of being for the people. But some may say we're for the conservative people. We're for the liberal people. We're for the independents. Why can't we have somebody come out there and say, we're for you. I don't care what party you're registered to. I don't care. Even, you know, even if you've never voted before, I understand people not having faith in the electorate, you know, having... Um, the electoral process, excuse me. Not believing in voting because they feel their vote doesn't count. And that goes back to the electoral college and things of that nature. I don't knock them. You know what I say to them? Rather than condemn them, well, you don't have a right to complain. You don't have a this or that. You know what? Yeah, they do. Maybe there's a reason why they haven't voted. And maybe it's up to us to sit there and bring them into something greater, to bring them into something where they feel like they can relate and give them that inspiration to go out there and register to vote and become a part of something. I don't care if you're a D and an R. What I care about is that you all are like me. You are all citizens of this nation that have concerns. You see problems, you want them fixed. You don't know how. Let's find out how together. Let's come together as one and stop this secular crap and stop not including people with disbelief and disbelief and start saying no more. No more. Let's all come together. Imagine how much more powerful it could be.
as a united front. Imagine that. All those Tea Party activists out there, again, God bless all of you. But imagine how much stronger it would be. You have a million people gathered, and you have people that are independents or libertarian-minded that feel like they don't have a place within the Tea Party. That's wrong. I'm not saying that the Tea Party has gone out there and told these people, don't come. You're not welcome. They are welcoming. But for whatever reason, they feel like they don't belong there. They feel like they wouldn't fit in. Imagine how much greater it would be if we say, you know what? We're all in this together. We may not agree on everything, but we agree on the core. We agree on the fact that we're proud to be citizens, and we want something better for our futures, for our lives now, than what we have at the moment. And include them. Bring them in. Bring them on board. Tell me what's wrong with that. Tell me how that could be wrong in any way. Because I have yet to see how it could be. We're moving into a whole other direction now, ladies and gentlemen. We're going down a road that really hasn't been traveled before. You know, they say it's, it's dictatorship and socialism and all these other words. You can sit there and fight and try to label things all you want and think whatever term's going to really appeal to whomever this week. Or you could say, to hell with that. I want to be a part of something greater. I want to be a part of something more. I want to be a part of something that I feel like I'm a part of, like I feel I belong to. We need to start getting back to our roots. Celebrate the greatness of America. Celebrate what's right with America. And then talk about what's wrong with America. You cannot appreciate what's wrong with America until you at least can appreciate what's beautiful and great about our country. Now, I'm no let's all hold hands and kumbaya individual. I'm not that person. But I'm real enough to notice and to wake up to the fact and subscribe to the reality that we need something more. We need to find that sense of unity. Because if we don't soon, the cycle is going to continue and continue and continue. We were holding events under a Republican president because there was something wrong. We hold events under a Democrat president because there's something wrong. It's time to take that next step. It's time to come to a whole new place reach the precipice of something, something more, something greater. Let's put the good and the bad together as one. Let's focus on the good, honor the good, talk about the good, and for some, educate them on the good before we go into the bad and find ways together how we can fix the bad. It's time for a citizen's think tank. It's time for the public to be a part of that, of that special wing that's reserved for only those who go out there and try to market things and people and issues to us. It's time for we the people to once again take back our government. And that doesn't just mean electing every Republican you see. That doesn't just mean electing every Democrat you see. There's so much more that can be done.
so many things that haven't been spoken about. I'm not going to lie to you. Even, I don't know all the issues that haven't been spoken about yet. I'm learning as I go along. And that's fine. I'm not in any way trying to go out there and put my agenda out and say, this is my agenda. Follow my agenda. Subscribe to my beliefs. What I'm trying to say is, I respect your beliefs. I respect what you care about. And even if we don't agree on it, we can talk about it and find a common ground somewhere, somehow, some way. There's a commonality between all of us and any differences we may have. It's time to start reaching for that. 2010 may be a big election. I'm sorry. I kind of dismiss it. Because all it goes is from something bad to something worse to something that's really bad to something a little bit better but still bad. It's still a broken system. It's still a broken political machine, if you will. People, we can fix it. If we all come together, we can fix it. We wouldn't know how to handle something like that. We want to include all of you in our upcoming events because I think and others think and others have asked for and believe that this is going to take time because it's something that's never really been done before. And a lot of that is to the fault of the media, to the fault of certain individuals that want to steer things their direction to best suit their wants, their needs, what have you. We're on the cusp of doing something far greater than that. We are going to go out there at the Alamo in Texas. Then we're going to go out there in December again. And starting next year, we're going to start having event after event. And not every event is going to be seen as a giant, giant undertaking. But it's going to happen. We're going to go to all the towns and cities that we can across this country. Why? Because we want to meet all of you. We want to hear about what you're concerned about. We want to hear what you think can be done, what you would like to see done, what you think needs to be done. And then, if you put your trust in us, if you believe in us, we ask you to join us. We want to bring you together. That's it. We want to bring everybody together as one. Nothing more, nothing less for a greater good. And that good, that greater good is for America. There's many things to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And what I think we can all agree on is that people want to rally. People want to be a part of something. People want to go out and shake things up. They feel empowered. So why not give people that feeling all the time? Why not say, you're going to notice us for real this time. You're going to hear us for real. It's not just one side of the aisle protesting you. It's all. Talking about all of the above issues. It's time for that. It's time for us to take that next step to embrace the next phase of what this is all about. When I started my group, Voice of the People, 
I did it because I called it that. I didn't even really like the name in the beginning, but it grew on me. The reason why I selected the name, <clears throat> excuse me, is because I've seen a lot of people all opposed and upset about one thing, yet simultaneously I see a news station saying that the people are totally in favor of this, and it, it, it makes you wonder, like, do they not get it? Do they not see thousands and thousands of millions of people that are upset about one thing, but the media tells you that you're okay with it, then you must be. People needed a voice. They needed something more. The people needed their own voice. Something we've done at events that some people are afraid to do. I'm not. We take microphones and go into the audience and let the people speak. Because you're not beneath us. We are you, and vice versa. We're one and the same. We have speakers that come up. We have big-name speakers sometimes, sometimes less than no names. It doesn't matter. Everybody that speaks at our events represents a belief that we are the greatest country in the world, a belief in you and I, the American people, and a belief that the Constitution is our guiding document, and that is what we need to abide by, adhere to, and follow in order to protect the greatness and protect the sovereignty of our nation. Those are the people that get involved with our rallies. Those are the people that come out and speak to you. Sometimes, going to great distances to do so. And if you think that any of us get paid for this, you're very mistaken. We don't. For the first time ever, my group's been around for over three years. And for the first time, we had somebody that came to us, and her name was brought to us, and we touched base, and her name is Wendy Gumper. And she has been involved with various, various events and rallies across the country. And, and um, oh, my God, I even know everything she's been involved in. A regular, everyday person that puts her life on hold to go out there and provide the very best for all of us, for all of you. Well, and after coming in contact with her, we have her now involved in the planning and the plotting and doing a lot more work than she should have to, doing press releases, you know, it, all, these, all these things that are not easy because sometimes we can't give 100% of our dedication because life comes into play. But here you, you have somebody, a mother, you know, a family, willing to put their life on hold and their life aside because they believe in the issues. They believe in what it's about, in the cause. That blows my mind. I don't even think that she's listening right now, but I felt like sharing it because I know no matter who's listening now, it, it appears that we get podcasted and I want to thank everybody who has actually taken the time to listen to our show and there's been a decent amount apparently and appreciate that. But I'm just talking to you realistically. I'm just being real with all of you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preach to anybody. But it takes me back. You know, it, it really 
it shows me something that I never thought I'd find doing this. The greatest victories for me have been going out there and, and meeting all of you and seeing people face-to-face, one-on-one, talking to them, reading your emails, replying to them personally. It takes a while, but you make it happen. You try. Meeting so many great people and the veterans and every everybody. It's been a, a, an honor bestowed upon me just to get to be in the presence of these great, great Americans. And now here we have, we have people like Wendy and people like the Sons of Liberty Riders. Hoskins. I, we, so many people. So many people involved. And why are they involved? Because they're trying to make something work because they believe in what it's about. My group, Voice of the People, has been around, like I said, for over three years. And my group will continue to be around. But the next step is something bigger, something greater. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of my supporters from Voice of the People listen to these shows and actually bite the bullet and put up with me. And for that, I can never, ever truly express my gratitude towards all of you. It means the world to me. But the next step for us is to do something more. This is the right time. This is the right place. And America Rising is that. America Rising is kind of the the institution of all the issues that affect us. We've always addressed more than one issue. We're known as an anti-illegal immigration group because of where we start our beginnings, what we've what we've dealt with and you know everything else and I I understand that. I do. But we're about more than that as well because so are you. So America Rising is that next step. It's that next wave, it's that next phase seen a lot of people upset for various reasons of various groups because they feel like they've lost track. They've lost, they've lost what it's about. They've lost the feeling that they serve people. Whether it be money, whether it be notoriety, fame, whatever, whatever you want to call it. People are upset out there. We want to let all of you know that we're upset too. And we're asking you to take that leap. To Instill your faith once more, and we're going to earn it. Come hella high water, we will earn your faith and trust. I promise you. Not everybody. But we're going to fight for it. When we fight, it's for real. But I ask all of you to get on board with this. America Rising brings in, is going to bring in, some groups that we haven't worked with before, and some that we have. Some groups want to stick to the issues that are of most importance to them. And I'm fine with that. Everything's important to me as well. Other groups want to expand. They want to find the best possible way to get out there and really interact with all of you, to get involved in all the issues out there, you know, to talk about everything. We could very easily play the, you know, the six degrees of separation and tie every issue that all these groups 
you know, protest or discuss or our experience on and, and roll it into the other. We're going to do that. But America Rising offers a different platform. It offers a simple platform that it's time for America to come together, to stand united as one, and for people not to feel outcasted, not to feel like they don't matter because they do, because all of us do. When you sign that dotted line and serve this country, you're not serving the country for Republicans. You're not serving the country for Democrats. You're not serving it for the upper class, middle class, lower class. You're serving your country because you believe in your country, because you love your country, because you believe in what this nation is about. And it's time to take those principles, take those values, and start bringing them into our daily way of lives, to start surrendering to them and making them the norm. America Rising is about people from all walks of life standing together, feeling like they're a part of something, feeling empowered, and not just at that rally or at that town hall meeting or at that whatever we're going to do. But after they leave, they feel like they have an inspiration. They feel like they have some sort of motivation that maybe they had before and it was lost in the fray. They got jaded. Nobody's more jaded than me. I've seen the best and the worst. You know what? And everything that I've done and all the places I've been blessed enough to go, and I say blessed not because we have people pay for it, because all of you out there have given your time to actually go to these events or invite me and my organization to come to your towns, to your home, and to do something with you. It means the world to me. And I've seen all of it, all sides, all, all walks of life, all <laughs> so many politicians and, and TV celebrities, the very best of all of you out there. And it's time that you all start feeling that and feeling that you are the sole and true reason why we do what we do. We do what we do because it's all we can do. All we can do is time to celebrate the greatness of us. It's time to celebrate the goodness of the American people. And it's time to bring back that sense of solidarity. It's time to bring back that unified front. I say bring it back, and some people say it's never been there from, from the beginning. We never had that. Yes, we have. Historically, yes, we have. And recently, after 9-11... Everybody was together. Everybody felt a strong sense of unity, a strong sense of love of country. And some people never felt that before. And that's an extreme belief, but there are some out there that never felt it. But on that day, all the, the, the stuff they subscribed to, all those TV shows and everything, it didn't matter anymore. Because when our country was attacked... When our country was assaulted, we all felt something that some of us had ever lost sight of, some have. We felt a strong sense of pride. We felt a strong sense of love for country. And we knew that we didn't deserve this. And we're better than this. And we'll rise above this. Because when one person 
endangered, or one person is hurting, it affects us all. That's something that was there. That sense of urgency. Ladies and gentlemen, that sense of urgency needs to be reinstituted in your minds. And a lot of you out there listening, I can honestly say this, a lot of you out there that listening or will listen have that. But because of the base of people that we've had that have decided to follow us, there's a lot of people that are skeptical of us. They're skeptical of anybody that goes out there and holds rallies and, and does all these things. I don't blame them. People have been lied to long enough. They've been used long enough. They've been abused. Their faith has been abused. And that's fine. We invite the skeptics. We invite the naysayers because maybe after they see something good and positive in action, they'll be inclined to be a part of it. That's what we want. It's a simple ask. But it's also asking a lot. Put aside any stereotypes or cliches or whatever. Put all of it aside. No preconceived notions. We ask you to follow what we do with America Rising. To follow the message that we're going to be putting out there. And give us a chance. Isn't giving us a chance, you're giving yourself a chance. It's time, people. It's time for something more. I sound redundant. I sound like I'm saying the same thing over and over. And in a way, you kind of almost have to. Because people really have become disillusioned. I don't blame them. I feel it. I feel down and angry and, and upset and defeated sometimes. I don't admit that all the time, but it's the truth. If I said anything differently, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be sincere. I feel it too. But we persevere and we overcome because that's what we do as Americans. That's what we do as a people. We overcome anything that stands in our way and we strive and fight for a better tomorrow. That's all we can do. So, even though we may have been around for a while, we're still starting over. It's a new beginning. It begins in Texas and it continues onward. And we're not going to we're not going to handle this with kids gloves. We're not going to we're not going to say that you know that uh, we're going to be most PC and we're not going to go out there and and try to market anybody or any one person or any set of beliefs or whatever. We're not going to go out there and think that, well, we already have an established base. We already have these people, so why care about everybody else? We do. It's going to be a fight. It's not going to be, it's not going to be something that comes easily, having faith in someone and something and another cause. It's hard. I get that. I understand that. Even I have learned. I've learned a lot over the last few weeks. But with new people brings new light and new ideas. And that's what it's all about. If I can see so many great things and great ideas and great, great plans in motion, imagine what more we could see with everybody else coming together and putting their two cents in. That's what we need to get to. 
That's what we need to be a part of. It's time to hear from all of you. It's time for all of you to feel like you matter, to have a voice, to be counted, and to give your two cents. It's not going to be something short. It's not going to be something revolutionary. It's going to be something that's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a fight. But if we fight together, nobody can stop us. And nobody can tell us no. So I ask all of you to consider what I'm saying. When you listen to these podcasts later on and all you great people out there want to listen and even those who you know, may be critical of what we're saying, but you still listen. Listen with an open mind. Listen with a new perspective, a new understanding. Because that's where we're going. It's time to include everything. It's time to include everyone. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I am going to end this a couple minutes early because on Repatriate Radio and LibertyandFreedomRadio.net, we have our show at 6 o'clock from 6 to 7 Eastern Time, 3 to 4 Pacific. I'm going to be going to lock it in there live now. So for those who are listening, I hope you could, enjoy, you could join us and be a part of that. On that show, you'll we'll also be joined, and eventually on this show we'll be joined as well by Mr. Andrew Woodring, who is with me now. But <laughs> he says hello. There's another person who made the mistake, I guess, of working and having a family. You know, <laughs> Sometimes can't be around and do all these things, and neither can all of you. So when you do make the time for us, we appreciate it. I thank you and hope that you'll join us and check out on Blog Talk Radio. Check out America Rising in the search box because you'll see more shows, including tomorrow. I thank you. God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RFS feed to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcast. And make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com.